Welcome to Japanese London Living. I'm your host, Vanessa Villalobos, and I'm on a very simple mission to fill life with more Japan in London. I'll be uncovering practical ways to enjoy connecting to Japanese language, mindset, and lifestyle in our everyday lives here in the UK. In this first series, I'll be explaining the six steps of my omoshiroi method to bring language and lifestyle together. Today's show is the sixth and final in the omoshiroi series. I have so enjoyed making this podcast. Thank you so much for your support. It's overwhelming. And I will be back in January 2021 with the next series. I cannot wait. So that I can let you know when I'm back, please do join my newsletter list. I'll be emailing regularly over the festive period. To join it, just go to japaneselondon.com slash join hyphen Japanese hyphen London. So in this episode, I will reveal the real reason why you might fail at learning Japanese. But it's not all bad news. I will cover the three simple steps to smash through resistance to learning Japanese. So let's get on with the show. So the, the real reason people fail to learn Japanese. My seven-year-old's middle name is Zen. No, really, it is. We gave him the name hoping naively that it might, I don't know, infuse qualities of calm into his nature. He is um, not calm. He is like a tightly coiled spring, ready to bounce off unpredictably in any direction. His spirit animal is, I think, Tigger. 2020's adventure in homeschooling rapidly led to clenched fists, hyperventilating, hiding under the desks, shouting, no! And that was just me. <laughs> so all of the lessons in the meaning of Zen are for mummy. Something I had to quickly understand is to follow the path of least resistance. Make it easy. Make it fun. Make it interesting. Sound familiar? Now this inspired me to think more deeply about how we learn Japanese and how it can be omoshiroi. This applies to all learning, doesn't it? Everything we do in life. It's just got to be compelling and enjoyable or else we resist doing it. In kids, this resistance to applying themselves to focusing on a task is more commonly known as naughty behaviour. It is seen as defiant. Yet learning through play is children's natural state of being, their default setting and We need to make things fun and interesting to channel this flow of energy. In adults, 
resistance turns up as self-sabotage. You've decided to do it. You like doing it. You want to do it. Yet you can't get yourself to do it. It's so frustrating. And I think it really is one of the main challenges of being human. Resistance is futile. If you want to learn Japanese, you may have thought, perhaps just unconsciously, that it will be very difficult and that strict discipline to somehow cram the language into your brain with intense study is the way to do it. But happily, it really isn't. At this point, I'd just like to clarify what I mean by fail to learn Japanese. What I'm talking about is self-sabotage. It's giving up before you want to, before you have decided to. It leaves you hanging with an unclosed loop and an empty, unfulfilled feeling. To fail does not mean changing your mind, taking a break or not becoming completely fluent. The key is to intentionally decide. The real reason that people fail to learn Japanese is not that the language is too hard or that it takes too much time or that it costs too much money. Although these are very handy excuses which I have made use of many times. The real root reason is resistance. Resistance is fear. Fear sets off the body's flight or fight or flight reaction. The good news is that moving away from that fear-based reaction does not require a complex plan or worse still, force. So I'm going to talk about the three steps to smash your resistance to learning Japanese. It can be so frustrating to gently coax your inner child out from under the desk. You want to just grab them. It can be incredibly challenging to stay patient and consistent and loving and kind to yourself. But we know that in dragging them out, kicking and screaming, it will only win us more resistance. So... I've been working on these three practical steps, which can be taken right away and don't involve any bribery with Percy pigs, I promise. The first crucial step is to break down learning goals into tiny, minuscule steps. The second step is to make learning easier by cementing everyday habits. And the third is about how creating a language community can offer both meaningful social interaction and accountability. So let me get into more detail. Stick with me. Okay, so step one, breaking your learning up into small steps. I don't know about you, but when something has been driving me nuts, hanging around on my to-do list in Asana or Trello forever, I find that the task 
is not actually a task because it's too big and involves multiple decisions or actions. If I've written learn Japanese on my list, I'm obviously never going to be able to cross that off. I'd say the main reason why people fail to learn Japanese is because they want to eat the fruit without having first even planted the seeds. They are resisting the process. Wanting to jump straight to the results is totally natural. Wow, I feel like that every day about one thing or another. Study, exercise, diet, writing, podcasting, the list goes on. To go against this natural instinct involves focusing in on the details and granular planning. Japanese is not too hard for you to learn. We can do it. But it can be overwhelming and does require plenty of focused attention. If you have been following my omoshiroi method, you will have examined your big why. For learning Japanese, your past, your current interests, your future vision. Plus, you will have set some goals which will make a real difference in your life. Now, the small steps are your tactics. Here are some questions to ask yourself What are my top three goals in learning Japanese language and culture? What resources have I decided to utilize to reach those goals? This could be apps, textbooks, lessons, flashcards,、um, group lessons, a tutor. Examine the resources you have chosen. What chunk or unit of work or particular time slot can I fit into my schedule? And when will that be exactly? It's best to hugely underestimate. For example, learn one kanji per week by practicing it whilst my coffee brews, then overestimate. For example, learn 10 kanji per week all at once and not do it ever.、Um, I'm speaking from personal experience here. So once you have broken the tactics down into pieces which cannot be reduced any further, you need to slot these pieces carefully into the jigsaw of your day. That leads us to step two get into the habit of learning Japanese. It's natural to feel that when you have decided why you want to do something, And what you want to do, that you should be able to summon, summon the willpower to just do it. If only it were that easy. I just read a book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, and it was really eye opening for me. Have you read it? It's an odd combination of tiny, simple hints that, on one hand, seem somehow really obvious. But on the other hand, are also very powerful in application. Yesterday, I shared a post on Instagram with my favorite quote from the book, and it got by far the highest reach that any of my posts have ever enjoyed. Here's the quote in case you missed it 
Bamboo can barely be seen for the first five years as it builds extensive root systems underground before exploding 90 feet into the air within six weeks. If you ever feel that you're not making progress fast enough, this quote really says it all. I just love it. James Clear offers a model to create habits that stick, to create tiny, 1% improvements with results snowball. I'll just give a quick, super quick summary here. Atomic habits, how to create good habits. So habits, good or bad, consist of a cue, a craving, a response and a reward. So if you want to establish a desired habit, you need to take these steps. The cue, make it obvious. The craving, make it attractive, the response, make it easy, and the reward, make it satisfying. So let's see how to apply these tips to examples of learning Japanese consistently. The cue, make it obvious. Put your Japanese study materials where they are clearly visible in your home or set them out on your desk the night before. Craving, Make it attractive. Follow a simple routine that's fun and efficient and that importantly fits within your schedule every day. For example, practice writing for five minutes followed by reviewing one page of your textbook. Split it up. Make it simple and easy. Response. Make it easy. Take Japanese lessons online at home or choose a tutor in the most convenient location as possible so that there's no excuse for for not getting to your lesson. Reward. Make it satisfying. Log the lesson and what you did as daily wins in your journal, spreadsheet or calendar. You need a tracker. Because progress makes you feel good and it's a reward in itself. It's so easy to think the small steps are just too insignificant to bother with. Put the Japanese learning resources in a clearly visible place, duh. However, I do find if I leave out some kanji calligraphy positioned on my desk, I am 100% more likely to actually do it. Okay, step three is about creating your language community. So when I returned to London after living in Japan for three years, I didn't want to leave all that I loved about Japan behind me. I became totally obsessed with finding Japanese places, Japan-related groups, businesses and individuals, and all the other things here in London. I just find so many aspects of Japanese ways of speaking, thinking and doing things so fascinating and inspiring. After extensive research, I can say, hand on heart, that London is the best place in the world to be if you love Japan. Except Japan, obviously. (laughs) But actually, in some ways, it's even better. And it's not just that all the Japanese films are subtitled in English, though that's pretty awesome. 
When we experience Japanese culture and attend events in the UK, things are explained to us in an easy to understand way. In English, of course. It's so accessible. We are so lucky to have access to so many Japanese things here in the UK. So, here are some ideas to establish a Japanese language community of your very own. Firstly, join a Japanese club. I really enjoy the Japan Society's Bilingual Speaking Club, where half of the session is conducted in Japanese only. This is fantastic for kind of pre intermediate or higher levels. The Japan Society also offers other online events such as a book club and a film club.、Um, you can try searching meetup.com to find out about other clubs where you can explore any and every interest from afternoon tea to Zen with a group of like minded people.、Um, of course, all the events in 2020 have been online, but that Surely won't last forever. There are、um, various m- niche meetups meet、uh, related to so many aspects of Japanese culture. Conversation clubs are a wonderful option for language exchange and friendship. There are several to join in London and online. Now be sure, please, to sign up for my newsletter. Um, to be the first to hear about the Japanese London Conversation Club events that I have planned for 2021. I promise I'll get on with them. Okay, so the next thing is go to Japan related events and make friends. If you're looking for events where you can meet bilingual speakers of English and Japanese,、um, The Japan Society, the Japan Foundation, the Japan House, and the Daiwa Anglo Japanese Foundation all offer quite amazing, often free events which attract many people interested in all aspects of Japanese culture. Visit their websites and check them out. During 2020, they have put on a variety of really interesting online events. Now, I do find a slight problem when I want to practice. It's easier than ever to default to English when speaking to Japanese people in the UK.、Um, expats, of course, often do speak a very good level of English. And also, I try to ask before I practice not everyone wants to be my Japanese teacher. On the other hand, Japanese people you meet in the UK、um, may well have learned the skill of speaking in an easier to understand Japanese, like the way we modify English by dropping idioms and collo- colloquialisms when speaking to non native speakers. And it is definitely a kind of skill.、Um, This makes it easier to have a successful beginner level Japanese conversation. Finally,、um, you might like to take Japanese lessons with a private one to one tutor.
So a problem that I used to have when I went out socially to practice Japanese was not only that it's so easy to revert to English, but also that I always got a little over-involved in the communication aspect. Um, if you haven't heard the word before, communication, nomunication is a Japlish word combining the words nomu to drink and communication, which is often used as a loan word in Japanese. A beer or three loosens the tongue, but it does not sharpen the memory. I find that to actually improve my speaking, private one-to-one lessons give an opportunity to speak at length with my tutor. Um, Making mistakes and correcting them as you go along is so helpful. Your tutor is a language coach, a trusted guide who will help you to navigate through your studies, provide accountability and keep you motivated. If you're interested in getting a Japanese tutor, please do get in touch with me, Vanessa, to arrange a phone consultation. Japanese tuition has worked really well online in 2020. Like everyone else, I did not know what to expect as we had been delivering most lessons in person. Now, I'm not going to lie, the transition was challenging, um, but I have been pleasantly surprised. Our tutors have adapted really well to delivering online Japanese lessons. And online, the lessons work very well to focus on the spoken communication skills of speaking and listening. Removing the commute uh, to a location to meet a tutor has also meant some students have found it a lot easier to keep up with their lessons. The way I see lessons going in 2021 is I will continue to match tutors and students bearing location in mind so that when they want to meet up in person, they can. I imagine that in-person lessons may take place every other lesson or once a month um, with the other lessons taking place online. This seems to be a sensible compromise, so we'll have to see how things play out next year. But I imagine that could work really well. So thank you so much for listening to my Omoshiroi series. I sincerely hope that um, taking the three steps of breaking your learning up into small steps, getting tiny habits of learning Japanese into your daily life, and creating your Japanese language community will help you smash resistance to smithereens. I will be back in January 2021 with my next Japanese London Living series of podcasts. Um, So that I can let you know when I'm back, I would love it if we could stay in touch uh, via my newsletter on japaneselondon.com slash join hyphen Japanese hyphen London. I'll be in touch over the festive period and I hope that 
you have a very happy Christmas and a happy new year. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu.